Restoration Counseling Podcast. It's not for therapists, it's for everybody. I'm your host, professional counselor, Jared Pogue. Not everybody needs counseling, but certainly everybody needs a little help every now and again. Uh, Welcome back to my final uh, uh, episode in my five-part series on uh, parenting and uh, mental health in children, essentially how to help your child through uh, the difficulties related to uh, mental health. Uh, these episodes are all sort of self-contained and you can listen to them separately, though I will say this episode particularly connects to the previous episode about dealing with grief and loss. As I'm looking at the issue of suicide, I'm not so much looking at uh, suicide in regards to knowing someone that has taken their life, though that is a very, very big thing going on and I, I certainly want to talk about it more in the future but more so uh, if your child is someone who has either um, noted having suicidal thoughts um, or maybe even perhaps has had some sort of previous attempt or confessed to some sort of attempt that's the area that I'm going to be aiming with this I'm going to start with some of my uh, legal things I would tell you If your child has noted these things, it would be fantastic to get them to some sort of facility. Um, Ours is uh, one of our local facilities is called Ridgeview. You could take them to the hospital, an emergency room if you're highly concerned for their life, particularly if they're active. If they admitted to it in the past years ago, that's a little bit different story. But if they're currently active and you're currently worried about them, getting them immediately to a uh, emergency room or some sort of a psych evaluation facility um, is going to be the uh, thing that I'm going to ethically push you towards. I know these can be scary. I know they can be off-putting. But the alternative is certainly uh, much more scary and much more off-putting. So again, I'm going to be approaching this issue uh, more for children who have uh, teens, most likely, that have come forward and admitted to having these thoughts, having these feelings, deeply considering doing these things, or even perhaps has taken steps forward in doing some of these things. I'm focusing less on uh, grieving someone else's suicide, but um, again, that's a big topic and I may be talking about that in the future. This has to be one of the hardest things for a parent to hear. It's going to certainly, certainly scare the parent, anyone who hears it, particularly a parent. Um, But I'm really going to encourage you that, yeah, you're going to come across your own emotions in this and it's going to be strong. And if you've already experienced it and heard this from your child, you know how strong those emotions are going to be. I'm not asking you to detach from those emotions. I'm not asking you to um, be... uh, stone-faced or um, somehow stoic or something like that. I am honestly asking you to um, engage with this, even within yourself as well as in your child. How you deal with that news when they tell you is going to be incredibly impacting. So if you listen to this before that happens, this at least gives you an opportunity to gauge your um, reaction. If you've already reacted, that's okay. You can follow up. And if you feel like you you misreacted, um, offer some sort of apology or understanding or at least some sort of conversation. Um, your initial reaction doesn't have to be the only thing your child takes with them in this scenario. Uh, instead, it can be just be a part of the overall story. I think it's okay for them to see that you're human. Um, But I'm going to try to hit kind of both of those. So as the child comes forward and tells you about this, I want to focus on the idea of allowing. 
Um, yes, you do want to allow yourself to have that emotion, but uh, I definitely want to discourage you away from the emotion of anger that seems like you're mad at your child for doing this. They don't need to perceive that, and you need to make sure that in your reaction, though, you, you will certainly feel some sort of anger, and anger at a lot of things, and anger at things you can't even grasp. I highly encourage you to make sure that the child is explicitly knows that you're not mad, that you certainly care for them, and that you love them. So uh, where I want to start with this is um, allow your child to ask questions, uh, which is, sounds like an interesting thing. They're going to have questions and things to offer. So as you're gauging your responses and you're showing that you still love them and care for them, you're, you're offering uh, an embrace and tears and things like that, your child's going to ask things. Or, or do you still love me? Have I disappointed you? Or maybe they'll even make it a declaration. I've, I'm unlovable. I've disappointed you. You need to be prepared for them to do that and give them space to do that and then to follow up on those questions. Uh, let them know that if you are feeling anger, yeah, I am feeling anger, but I'm not angry at you. I'm angry at the world we live in. I'm angry that this takes so many people away from the people that love them. I'm angry that this has to exist. Allow your child to ask the questions and make declarations. Don't give them their thoughts. Let them have their thoughts. Let them express them and meet their thoughts. Second, you need to allow your child to have some space to understand. Uh, as they as they've understood this, as they're taking these feelings and thoughts in and the fact that they've come forward, you really, really need to make sure they have time and place and relationships in which to talk about this. This can, in, in many cases, should be brought up into maybe a, a counseling or therapy style op uh, office. It's not necessarily the only place that it can go to, but it's definitely an option at that time. The child needs some sort of relationship or some sort of place to talk about these feelings. Um, and unfortunately, they're just going to really struggle to talk to you about it. And that's okay. It's very, very, very personal. And they, they, they aren't doing it to be mean. They aren't doing it because they don't trust you. They're doing it because they need to understand something outside that uh, parent-child relationship. It could be an issue of worth. It could be an issue of value. Um, it could be something biological, like depression going on. There's a thousand answers to this. And uh, the child wants to know. Again, I'm assuming the child, of course, is, is um, somewhere near or in their teenage years. So um, they need to engage with that. And that's going to mean you have to give them some space. This doesn't mean don't follow up on it. Please follow up on it. Please follow up on it um, consistently and frequently. But also understand that may not be representative of every single feeling they feel all the time. Give them some space to help understand, but keep an eye on that space and keep yourself engaged. Um, and so this connects to number three, the final things to allow. Allow others to come close and to, uh, as it were, grieve or um, interact with this. You will want to solve this yourself. I understand that. What loving parent would not have that instinct? But... I'll note that as a parent, you are relegated into a certain box, particularly with a teenager. Um, and that can be perceived as this sort of, you're perfect, nothing's wrong with you, and then once you hear suicide, you, you push the blame to the whole world. The child needs to hear from others uh, more of a uh, grounded sense of their worth and their value and their goodness. 
So allow others to know this story. Let your child, encourage your child to talk to close, trusted friends about these feelings and what's underlying these feelings. If it's feelings of guilt or self-worth, I find that a good friend will know me in a certain way that my mother and father never can. And it's not because they're uh, uh, not doing it right. I think they're doing a fantastic job and they have done a fantastic job. But I also know I'm not going to get the same thing. I'm not going to get the same perspective. I love the parent perspective, but a friend perspective is so much more. I, th- I think I'd just say it's it's so much more close to home or different or um, isn't grounded in that unconditional love. It's more so uh, very realistic. So as you hear things and you, you point out things to a friend and you're talking about your how much you dis, you hate yourself, maybe that friend can say, but you do a lot of good for other people and you treat people so well and you treat people so nicely. And they'll point to all the actions that the friend has seen them do, not for uh, the, the pleasing of their parents, but because that's uh, a part of who they are. And they'll, they'll hopefully be able to bring uh, that child back to reality. Uh, finally, of course, uh, I emphasize number two again, if, if this is something that is seems quite serious and something to be worried about, which I'd say better safe than sorry, um, uh, professional help is around the corner and I highly, highly encourage it. You can find our contact information in regards to this at the end of this episode of the podcast. Um, that is going to do it for the final of this installment. Um, if you've been with me since the beginning, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Um, it really does. And I hope that you found these episodes helpful. Uh, if you want to hear any more about these topics in any way, uh, just reach out and let us know. I do think that they get the most um, sort of attention, albeit subtle. So I continue to um, produce some episodes and write some episodes about this. But um, this is a much bigger topic and I have uh, much more to offer. But for now, I'm going to uh, sort of finish up for the day. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for joining us. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Restoration Counseling Podcast. The Restoration Counseling Podcast is a product of Restoration Counseling of Atlanta, a provider of professional counseling services in the greater metro Atlanta area. If you are interested in pursuing any of our services, if you would like to contact Jared about the podcast, or if you have a notable mental health story that you'd like to share to help inspire others, uh, please reach out to us at info at restorationcounselingatl.com. Again, that is info at restorationcounselingatl.com. Thank you.